I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hello and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I was about to start this episode with an Audible ad as I usually do, but do you know what? It really doesn't fit into what we're talking about this week. And so I thought, fuck it. Um, I shan't do that. I shall forgo it uh, to be sincere in my delivery because that's more important because guess what, bitches? Who is number one for self-improvement in the fucking UK? That's right. It's me. It's your girl. It's law of attraction changed my life. I'm fucking number one in the UK for self-improvement. I mean, I don't know what to say about it, except for the fact that it is the law of attraction in goddamn action. So if you are a member of my Patreon, you will know that this month we're doing a book called The Power of Focus, which 
It's a lot more than law of attraction. It's putting strategies into your life, how to achieve goals. It's like the science of goal setting and actual real tangible strategies to make things happen. And I wrote down not three days ago that I would like my podcast to be number one in the UK for self-improvement. I always seem to be three. I think the highest position I've ever reached is number two, but I'm usually hovering around the three to five mark and I can never fucking beat Rich Roll, who is always, always number one. Well, would you Adam and Eve it? Three days after I write that I want to be number one in the UK, I'm fucking number one in the UK. I just got an email from Chartable and they have like all of your chart positions throughout the world. And I'm always like on some pretty fucking random ones. It's like, you are number 57 for education in Lithuania. I'm like, cool. Um, and sure enough, yes, I was fucking number one for self-improvement, which is like my category. And I fucking can't believe it. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who listens, everyone who downloads, everybody who leaves a review, who shares it with their friends, especially to you bitches that have joined the Patreon. Truly, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, let's get on to this week's topic. Um, So this topic this week has actually come about from me doing this book on Patreon. Um, And it's about boredom. So boredom is the thing that most people, they hate the idea of it. We do anything that we can, we can to avoid it. Particularly in this day and age where we all have a device in our pocket, we never allow ourselves two seconds to get bored. But it's something that I think we are all going to experience more of in lockdown. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we're nearly a year into this lockdown fucking pandemic situation right now. And I think a lot of us are feeling pretty lockdown fatigued. Um, in the summer, we could do a lot more. We could go out for walks more. You could spend more time outside. The days were longer. The evenings were lighter. This winter lockdown is a different fucking beast. And I think a lot of people are getting down about it. And a lot of people are just feeling fucking bored and over it. And so I feel like this is the perfect thing to be talking about right now. And before we get any of you saying, oh, I wish I could be bored. I have so much to do. Listen up, bitches. You can be busy and bored. You can be a busy, bored bitch. And I am one of them. Um, You can be doing something that you find boring. You might still be actually physically busy. You might have a whole day of childcare and laundry and housework and looking after children at home and homeschooling and be bored to fuck out of your mind. But you're busy, but you're fucking bored. So as I said, the idea for this week's podcast came about from strategy number five from the book, The Power of Focus by Jack Canfield. We have been going through these strategies as 11 in total. I'm on number five and truly this book already has changed my life in a very different way to the magic. The magic is truly magical and everyone that's doing it, I mean, new people are signing up to Patreon all the time and starting their own magical journeys. You don't have to do it exactly the same time as everyone else. It's an ongoing thing. Everyone's doing it at their own pace. Um, And everyone has found it truly magical. This book is a lot more, um, I guess, practical, but it's still life-changing nonetheless. Um, I have found out what my own super skills are and where my time is best spent. Um, I've delegated 
I've delegated and ditched a lot of the other stuff. And I've decided that something that I wanted from my life, I feel like I'm constantly on go. Like the second that babies are asleep or something, I'm like, right, I've got to try and fit some work in now. I constantly feel guilty if I'm not doing work. I constantly feel torn between being a mother and trying to fucking keep a roof over my head and working and also pursuing my goals and dreams, i.e. this podcast. This is something I want to do. I love it. Um, and there was never an off switch. There was never an off time. And so something I identified, sorry, if you can hear babies sighing and breathing heavily, I'm not into ASMR. It's not me. I've got two babies very close to my microphone. I'm trying something new. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying a podcast whilst I breastfeed, but okay. I'm just saying that as a little disclaimer. If you hear some weird noises. So yeah, I'm normally pulled between the two without any kind of off switch. And something that I have implemented through the strategies in this book are to actually delegate and dedicate time to particular areas of my life. So this week, for the first time ever, I decided that's it. No more work. No more work for two whole days. And I didn't. In between um, periods where, you know, maybe the children were entertaining themselves or whatever, I didn't automatically go to my phone and be like, right, I must do this. I must do that. I thought, no, I'm just being a mother for the next two days because I've allocated time for me to work through hiring childcare for a couple of hours, etc., etc. It's a long thing. I shan't go into it all. But um, I have divided up my week in a much more productive way. And my God, I'm only on week one and what fucking results I've seen. Because I wasn't constantly filling my time, because I felt like my only job right now is to be a mother and to be present. Yes, I was a little fucking bored. I won't lie to you. Being a mother, a stay-at-home mother, as we are right now, we're all at home trying to juggle jobs, trying to homeschool, trying not to go fucking crazy, is fucking boring. I said it. I said it. It's boring. When I had my sweet baby beau, I thought that I was absolutely loving it and I loved having a baby. And I did. But I tell you what I loved. I loved going out shopping with my new baby. I loved going to the pub and sitting outside with my friends having a few ciders with my new baby. I loved going out with my husband to dinner with my new baby. I loved traveling the world with my new baby. But guess what? I've got two new babies now and I can't do any of that shit. None of it. None of it. I can't go to baby classes. Do you know the random shit I used to do with Bohemia? I went to a class called Swingsling. Do you know what that is? It's a bunch of fucking women that strap their babies to them and dance. They actually do a choreographed dance together. We took it to the streets and we did a flash mob in our city fucking high street and raised money for Syrian refugees. That's the sort of shit we were doing with our new babies. That's the sort of shit we were doing. I have none of that shit now. All I'm doing is sitting looking at my four walls of my fucking house and my treat is to get them all in a fucking pushchair and walk down to my village, which is freezing cold, and I go to the co-op. That's my fucking day out. So anyway, it's boring, okay? I've said it, it's boring. And a lot of women feel this way. It is not just me. Don't make me feel bad. So anyway, my first night that I just dedicated to just being a mother and not trying to fit in a little tiny bit of work in any spare second or minute I could, I came up with not one, not two, but three brilliant ideas. Brilliant ideas. 
ideas for my business, ideas for my podcast, things that my brain just had a little bit of space to breathe. I gave it a little bit of time and these ideas just came flowing. So another thing that um, we learned in the Power of Focus book was that brilliant ideas come to us at the strangest of times. It's as soon as you give your brain a breather, which less and less we're allowing it to do. I mean, we're even filling brushing our teeth time with fucking podcasts. We're putting a podcast on to listen to. My sister does it. She says that when she brushes her teeth and cleanses her face at night and stuff, she'll put a podcast on to listen to. And I know she's not the only one. A lot of people do it. We're not giving ourselves any breather, any breathing space at all to just think. So the first night I did this, I came up with some fantastic fantastic ideas and I just had to write them all down. And as I said, in the power of focus, that's one of the things they say is you need to have a space to put your brilliant ideas. How many times have you thought of something? I mean, like, that's fucking brilliant. And then you clean forget it. So I now have a note on my phone called brilliant ideas. And as soon as I think of a brilliant idea, no matter what it is, it could be something really small. It could be, you know, um, I really want to do a law of attraction planner for next year and it is probably going to take a year to put together and I'll just suddenly have a brilliant idea of what I want to be in it, a particular page or something. Or it could be an episode. I'm like, oh, that would be a brilliant topic for my uh, for my podcast. So I now have a dedicated space on my phone. It's a note called Brilliant Ideas. Now, I'm not the only mother who finds motherhood fucking boring, um, precious, but boring That's why so many women turn entrepreneurial during their maternity leave. Looking after a child is a full-time fucking job. And yet so many stay-at-home mothers are finding the time to grow a business or perhaps start a business during their maternity leave. And we like to call them mumtrepreneurs. Figures from the National Office of Statistics show record numbers of women are starting their own companies part-time, unlocking previously hidden creative, digital and financial talent. There's now 806,000 stay-at-home mums running their own companies. I mean, are we including the people that have been sucked into the cult of multi-level marketing? That's what I would like to know because I don't call those proper businesses. But I mean, I don't fucking know. Um, But anyway, these figures are up 3.7% on 2014, showing that this is rising trend that could just get bigger. And they're not just running these as like a hobby to pass the time. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people start it like that. I know that I started my podcast because I was fucking bored. My business, I couldn't operate because I have a salon that got fucking shut down. Um, I had nothing else to do. And that's why I started. It was just as a hobby to pass the time. But these women aren't doing this. They are actually making a valuable economic contribution. And a report by Think Tank Development Economics at the end of 2015 found that mum entrepreneurs add 30% of value to the UK economy between 2011 and 2014, generating £7.2 billion of wealth. That's fucking insane. And it also predicts that you you can tell this is an old um, study. It's not bang up to date. But this predicts that by 2025, mum entrepreneurs will generate 9.5 billion for the UK and support an extra 13,000 employees. So we ain't fucking around. We ain't fucking around. There's so many women that came up with their brilliant idea, their brilliant business during their maternity leave. Anita Roddick, she began selling beauty products and stuff in the 70s from home to earn extra income for her daughters. That was the fucking body shop. 
that was the body shop. She sold it to L'Oreal for $652 million. Annabelle Carmel built up a baby food and nutrition empire from her kitchen whilst looking after her three children. Shout out to her. Um, the lady that founded Mumsnet, Justine Roberts, she did that whilst being a mother of four and staying at home. So all of these women have had the same idea as me, which is I'm so fucking bored. I can't sit here. I mean, no word of a lie. I breastfeed for up to 12, 13 hours a day. And actually, one of the realizations I've had during this time of, you know, feeling like my mind is a little bit freer, allowing myself a little bit more time to just be a mum and let my mind wander, is that I thought that I was having my time taken up for 12 hours a day, sitting and breastfeeding, and how on earth was I going to fit in time to podcast, when it suddenly dawned on me. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Oh, how bizarre. I'm just watching. I have a TV on in the background. (laughs) It's like match of the day or something. And some poor man whose name is Ariola, as in like nipple. We need to find who this man is. God bless him. It's not 12 days that I'm spent trapped. It's actually 12 hours a day that I could potentially podcast. All I need to do is switch a few things around. So I found an extension cable that was upstairs. I'm now running it from behind my TV over to my sofa. My laptop is plugged in next to me on the sofa. Yes, I'm trapped under two babies. They're they're fast asleep now. I can't fucking move. If I get up, they will wake up. I'm trapped. But am I trapped? No, because look at me. I'm podcasting like a fucking pro. You don't know there's babies here if I hadn't told you. So yeah, I've actually suddenly found myself with many more hours in the day to work and do what I like than I previously thought. So it's all about perspective, guys. It's all about perspective. So why do so many women come up with their brilliant ideas and build huge empires whilst on their maternity leave? It's because these bitches are bored as fuck and boredom plays such an important role in creativity and it's something that we are all in danger of losing forever, not to fucking scare you. I listened to a TED talk in preparation for this um, podcast and it was by Manoush Zomodori and she wrote a book called Bored and Brilliant. She expresses how boredom is vital to creativity and how we can fill the cracks in our day with our phone, with YouTube, online shopping, social media, Netflix. We are never, ever bored. And particularly the younger the person is, the more likely this is to be true. And we are facing raising a generation of children and teenagers that don't know what it is to be bored because they've never had to experience it. And likewise, as parents, we tend to overfill their time, overstimulate and overschedule our children. So when we get bored, we get into this default mode uh, where we're doing something that doesn't take a ton of brain power, like 
walking the same route that you always walk or laundry, ironing, cleaning, something like that. Our mind starts to wander into a sort of subconscious level and we start to do something called autobiographical planning. It's where we're finding our current situation boring and so we start imagining alternative outcomes and alternative things that we could be doing and this is such an important state of mind to get in. And when I look back, I was 100% doing this when I was in my nine to five job and I was commuting four hours a day. I did the same fucking journey that took four goddamn hours a day getting on the train from Essex, getting out of Fenchurch Street, walking from Fenchurch Street across London Bridge into Southwark every goddamn day, twice a day. It was boring. But what did I do? I visualized. I just listened to music. I visualized. I I had time for my mind to wander for four hours a day. And during those years, I was like a fucking super manifester because I had so much time for my mind to wander. And what I did find is once I quit my job that I also found equally as boring, um, I suddenly had my life filled up with all these incredible things. We would travel a lot. Um, I would go out all the time. I would be doing what I wanted. And I found myself actually having a period of time for a couple of years where I didn't really manifest. I wasn't very good at it because I didn't give my brain any space or time to get bored and to get creative and imagine what I wanted for my life. I didn't do any autobiographical planning. And if you think that you're really great at multitasking, I mean, I think there's a balance for this. I am all for changing a really boring job like housework into something fun by listening to an educational podcast or even a podcast that you find just purely entertaining. I think that that is a great thing to do. I think there's a balance, though, between that and filling every single second of your time with content and with something, just stuff. I'm guilty of this. I'm 100% guilty of this. I don't even like going for a five minute car journey without linking up my Spotify and listening to a specific playlist or linking up my, um, my Apple podcast app and listening to a podcast. And it's like, why can't I just be happy just in the silence? Um, my car has been in the garage for a whole week and I'm driving my mum's very, very old car, which I can't connect my phone to. And it fucking gave me hives, like the thought of not being able to listen to a podcast on a journey. But really, it's the greatest blessing. Again, just giving me that little bit of time and space to not have to fill every second with something. So anyway, you might think you're multitasking um, by every time there's an advert break on TV, picking up your phone, Every time, how many times have you been doing something on your phone? You think, oh shit, I must reply to that text message. And then when you go and see text messages, you see, oh shit, there's that other thing. I should do that. And then before you know it, you're doing something else and you're switching between things. We all do it. 10 years ago, we would shift our focus once every three minutes. Do you know what it is now? It's every 45 seconds. And that constant switching from one thing to another depletes your neural resources. It literally drains your brain power. So you might think that you're multitasking or getting loads of things done at once, but you're not. You end up just frazzled and stressed and kind of not really achieving much at all. So I think we all know that we are all guilty of looking at our phone too much and allowing it to fill any little space and time. You know what it's like, you're out for dinner with your friend and the second she gets up to go to the toilet, what do you do? You get your phone out. 
you're in a queue waiting for a coffee. It, it takes one minute to make, but what do you do? You get your phone out. We are all guilty of it. And our phones are incredible. Our phones give us access to such a wealth of information. Every time I do a podcast, I try to research as much as I can so that it's not just my own stupid fucking point of view of what I think. I like to have a balanced point of view, research my topics so that I can deliver something that you find true value in. And to have all of that information at my fingertips for free on the internet is something that is incredible. There's so much value to be found, but really our phones are like power tools, particularly when we're thinking about children. They are incredibly useful for our lives, incredibly useful, but misused. They are one of the most dangerous things around. And we have to make sure that we get that balance right, both for ourselves and for our children. Self-regulation should be a part of digital literacy, especially for children. It should be something that's taught. I feel like we are the guinea pigs. You know, this hasn't been around this long, this technology. And I think we are going to start to see the effects of it. Um, My oldest nephew, he's eight now, and he's just getting into like gaming and stuff, Minecraft, Roblox, all that kind of shit. And already my sister and her husband are having like issues with getting him off of it. Um, And in some ways, it's so brilliant for him. He's learning things. um, He's sitting down and concentrating on something. But it just tips over into that thing of addiction. And it's nothing my sister's doing. These people are, are literally spending thousands, millions of pounds to get you hooked, whether it's social media or a computer game, whatever it is, there are teams of people that are fighting for your attention. There's been a um, a great documentary about it recently on Netflix. Can I remember the name of it? No, I can't. Um, but it's absolutely incredible. For us to fight that, that's really hard. Or for parents to fight that, it's incredibly hard. And so I think we really need to be very aware of our own phone use, um, our phone use around our children and what our children are also consuming, whether it be on Netflix, whether it's um, computer games, all that jazz. Um, did you know that the technology companies, um, social media companies, all that kind of stuff, those and drug dealers are the only people that call their, that call their customers users? Because we get addicted to it, 100%. But it's not just the addiction of it, looking at it every couple of seconds, feeling like you need to know what's going on because the fear of missing out, of not getting outside and enjoying fresh air and exercise because you're addicted to whatever device you're on. It's actually a lot more than that. And this is what's scaring me, is that if we don't allow ourselves any downtime from the minute we get up to the minute we go to bed, what is often the first and last thing we do in the day? Checking our phones. We actually are depriving ourselves of some of the most brilliant ideas that might never come to fruition. So for children that are off school, shout out to all the homeschoolers. Let me hear you clinking your fucking vodka glasses and having a nervous breakdown. (laughs) It's only been one week and I'm like, Lord have mercy. But let me give you some advice from someone who isn't in no way qualified to give advice. Let your children get bored. So I know that a lot of uh, Waldorf Steiner, Montessori, that kind of approach of schooling will back me on this. Let your children get bored. This doesn't just go for UK lockdowns. If you're listening to this in the future, don't feel left out that you're not in a quarantine and chill situation. This could apply for after school, holidays, weekends. Don't overstimulate your children. Don't 
overstructure their time. And actually, fuck the kids. What about if it's just yourself you're looking after? You don't have to fill every second of your time with plans. You don't have to fill every second of your time with things to do. You don't have to distract yourself. Let yourself be with your thoughts. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. During the pandemic, it can be really easy to say, oh, cut myself some slack. We're in a fucking pandemic. It's winter. I'm homeschooling. Let us just indulge in Netflix for eight hours. Watch the entire season of Bridgerton over two nights. I mean, yes, I have done that. Um, Let me spend three hours on Facebook looking at what people are doing. Let me just enjoy myself because you feel like you're treating yourself. You know, letting yourself have that little bit of comfort. Oh, I'm treating myself. I'm in a pandemic. But you're not treating yourself. You are cheating yourself. You are literally cheating yourself out of your full potential. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do this week. A little challenge, if you will. Set yourself a challenge to clean your kitchen, cook a meal, have a bath, anything you want. Do the pile of ironing. Although why you'd be ironing, I do not know because we're not fucking going anywhere. My mum always says having an iron is a waste of a life. And don't do anything else. Don't pick up your phone. Don't listen to a podcast. Don't watch a YouTube video in the background. Don't have Netflix on. Don't consume any content. Did you know that the average American consumes 11 hours of media a day? 11 hours. Try just for one task, whatever it may be, whatever you find yourself is like your go-to to listen to a podcast or to listen to uh, watch a YouTube video or whatever. Try to do that activity and just let your mind wander. Now, for the first couple of minutes, you might find yourself feeling like this is so unproductive. I don't like being left alone to my thoughts. I feel like this is just a waste of my time. You have to get through that phase. And I promise you that on the other side are all of your most brilliant ideas that have never come to the surface. Because you know what? Great ideas, they live in deep waters. They they live deep down and they have to have the time for your mind to focus for them to come to the surface. We only ever allow ourselves to splash in the shallows. A couple of seconds and we're like, oh shit, I've been left alone to my own thoughts. Quick, put a podcast on. Quick, watch a YouTube video. Quick, put Netflix on. Quick, send someone a voice note. Have a conversation with somebody. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Because just allowing yourself a little bit of quiet is the only way that these ideas will come to the surface. There's a lot of great books on this subject. Um, How to Break Up With Your Phone, Notes on a Nervous Planet, Make Time, Digital Minimalism, Social Media Wellness, Bored and Brilliant. I shall link them all in the notes down below. Have a little look. If one takes your fancy, the links are all there. And I want to leave you with this little quote I found on Instagram. And it's about raising children, but you could apply it to yourself. After all, if you live by yourself and you're an adult, really, you're just raising yourself. I like to think of myself as my own mother. I'm raising myself. Ain't nobody else fucking raising me. Um, We're taking their boredom from them. And as a result, we are raising a generation of writers who will never start writing. Artists who will never start doodling. Chefs who will never make a mess of the kitchen. Athletes who will never kick a ball against the wall. Musicians who will never pick up their aunt's guitar and start strumming. We are taking our children's futures from them by not allowing them to get bored. Having your children be bored is not a failure. It's actually... um, 
It's actually a conscious decision. And so whether you're a parent or not, I urge you to get bored this week. Feel okay about not being productive every single second of your life. Stop consuming the content. Turn everything off and just do something in the quietness and stillness of your mind. It will be uncomfortable to begin with, but I'm telling you, you will have some brilliant brainwaves. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me again this week on my number one in the UK podcast for self-improvement. Thank you very much. Um, What have I got to tell you about? Um, I'm going to do an off-topic, which if you didn't know, off-topic is my secondary podcast, which is about all kinds of shit that I want to talk about, but I it doesn't fit into law of attraction. So it could be like top documentaries that have changed my life. It I did one the other week about having my book published in 2008 and all the random shit that came along with that. Um, I want to do one about how my daughter is fucking psychic. It's scary. Um, and it's on my Patreon, which if you don't know already, Patreon is a subscriber, like exclusive content thing that you subscribe to. It's £10 a month and you get loads of extra content. So it's primarily a book club. And and we do a different book each month. We're currently on The Power of Focus by Jack Canfield. And my God, if you're not following my Instagram stories, I'm at Francesca Amber and at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Honestly, the amount of testimonies I'm getting from people that are on my Patreon every single day that are quite literally life-changing, like these books and these practices and doing it together as a group, it has literally changed their life. I don't think there's been a year where I've read more than one new self-help book or self-improvement book in that year. I usually hark back to my old favourites. And already we're in January and we're already on our second book. And not just buying it, but actually reading it over the period of a month. I do a new podcast for each strategy. I break it down into different things that we do. And then we actually do the exercises. We compare notes. We we share our results on the Facebook page and on our WhatsApp. And people are seeing real fucking results. And it's truly incredible. I mean, I keep thinking by the end of this year, if it keeps going the way it's going, we're going to have not only read, but actually implemented into our lives 12 new self-improvement books. I mean, I don't even, and I'm being genuine about, and I'm being genuine about this. I don't know where the fuck my life is going to be at the end of this year because of how powerful these practices are. So if you want to come and join the Patreon, it's very simple. Um, There's a link. I'll leave a link down below. There's a link in my um, Instagram bio as well. You just download an app called Patreon. You can then listen to all of the podcasts for each of the books. You can start any book at any given time. You don't have to start it along with other people. Everyone's starting on different days, but everyone supports each other no matter what day they're on. Um, And not only that, you do get this additional podcast called Off Topic, which is just a bit of light listening, to be honest. Um, I really enjoy recording them and people say that they're really enjoying listening to them. So thank you so much to everyone who has listened and commented on that. Um, So I'm going to be doing one of those here on this main feed so that you can get a little taste of what Patreon is like and see if you want to come and join us. Join us book club bitches. What else do I have to tell you? Oh, did I mention that I'm number one in the UK for self-improvement? Honestly, I think I need to get a t-shirt made for myself or something. Um, My store is 
My necklaces are back in stock. So the thankful necklaces are back in stock in the silver and the gold. Um, and actually, they're going to be limited because I'm having a little shake up. I have a new design, which I absolutely love that will be coming in the next few weeks. So there's only a couple of those left. Um, also, the notebooks. So many people have asked me if they're coming back in stock. Yes, they are. They are going to be back in stock on the 19th of January. So I might actually open for pre-orders. Um that probably make the most sense actually. So yes, I've just made that up on the spot. I'm going to open up the notebooks for pre-orders. They're now in a beautiful pastel pink colour that literally sold out so quickly and a lovely pastel lilac as well. So I shall put those options up there and as soon as they are sold out, then I will obviously mark them as sold out. So first come, first serve, bitches. Um, What other exciting news? Oh, we're still doing the candles, obviously. Thank you, everyone that's been ordering the manifesting candles. Your comments on them have been absolutely lovely. And my sister and I have really been enjoying making them. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your orders. I do appreciate each and every single one of you. And if you don't do any of that shit, you can also support the podcast by simply sharing it. Share it to your stories on Instagram. Give us a tag. I'm at Law of Attraction Changed My Life or Francesca Amber. I'm so close to hitting 30,000 followers as well. Oh my Lord. She's an influencer, boys. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I have hit nearly 30,000 followers and that is amazing because I just feel like something that I've wanted to do for so long, which is sharing how the law of attraction works with ordinary people that want to manifest seemingly ordinary things, um, but actually mean so much to them. I'm fucking doing it, man. I'm doing it. I'm living my goddamn dream. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can also leave a review if you're on Apple or I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify, but do you know what? Leave a review if you can. If you can't, God bless you. Um, I will see you next week for another episode. Um, honestly, try that this week. Try a little bit of boredom and see what comes up. I think you'll surprise yourself. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30 day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, so check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.